0: What's up guys? It's Jenna Moore. Welcome to Whole Healing. This episode is going to be incredible because we just sit down and talk with our team about some of the most important things when it comes to healing the body and it comes with the mind, the body, and the food. So if you can just stay with me for a little bit, this is a really good one because you get to know the people that I've spent all my time with in the past couple of years. I couldn't be more grateful for the fantastic camaraderie that we share. Here's to the team. Enjoy. All the love. You no, know, it's day 556 of Ink Nutrition. And, um, and I was thinking it'd be cool to like, kind of talk about how we're like building this business. Cause like, it's like four dietitians, a marketing specialist, a CEO, and a psychiatrist. And it's like kind of cool that we're like building this nationwide private practice. And like, we'll talk about like all like the important things, like, I don't know about like helping people with nutrition, but I think if we can like weave in some of the business stuff we're doing, it kind of, it could be kind of fascinating. Cause this is, this is like, what we're doing is really freaking cool. Like the coolest thing I've ever done in my life. So
1: hard to build a business.
0: Dude, what the frick?
1: <laughs> it's very difficult. I mean, high high risk, high reward. You know, if you if you eventually can build it and stay persistent enough, then the return is is incredible. And I think much greater than if you were to just kind of go through the motions with an with an average company.
0: <laughs> right. I love it that. Takes serious
1: work. It takes a lot more work.
0: And that's why I thought it'd be so good to talk about energetics today, like energetic nutrition, and also just like this idea behind like masculine and feminine energy, because I think, I think it was actually Christy that introduced me to this first, the idea of like eating in the light of the moon, the book. Oh my God.
2: Well, from my like understanding and like reading, you know, eating in the light of the moon, a lot of stuff they touched on, um, for like anyone who hasn't read that book, it's like a different kind of approach to, um, people with like eating disorder eating disorder treatments and it talks about feminine and masculine energy and how that kind of relates in that realm but a lot of what they talked about is feminine energy was more like emotional and like intuitive talking like in regards to like eating in the light of the moon and that like women's intuition is a lot of times they say like in society that intuitive (laughs) aspect like of our energy and like ability kind of like it's hampered or kind of stifled down um for lack of like a better explanation oh,
0: why why does it get stifled
2: i don't know is it because like business world or like society's a little more masculine energy driven
0: when we have such a masculine dominant society right drive produce deliver results And then we have like body image and nutrition that's very emotional. That's very supposed, you know, in a successful place, intuitive. And then you like drive like too much masculine energy into it. It becomes competitive, right? And it's about like, Hey, how can I have the best body have the, you know, the, the, the best diet, the best, all of these things. And it's not even like about competition, you know, when it comes to like being successful, it's about like, what works for you. And there's like, not even like this this, this role for competition in that? Because like, if you're comparing yourself to somebody else who has very different nutrition needs, very different, you know, genetics, very different food preferences, like how can you compete with that? You know,
1: I think that's a really, really good point. I think that there, you need a healthy amount of competition in everything you do, especially in the, in the business world. And, uh, but it, when you get too far on that side with nutrition, you start, Comparing yourself with with everything and that gets extremely toxic. What? Le- how much competition is is appropriate, right? you know um, collaborative piece that is more common, more associated with the feminine side is is better overall when we're talking about health and well being. You know, rather than hey, I'm just trying to be the very best and trying and, and and just kind of like maybe do that out of fault and and really possibly, you know, hurt your own body image, hurt your own, your, your own self, because you're trying to, you're trying to maybe set yourself for, up for real, unrealistic expectations.
0: See, and see Jackson, I don't know. I don't know if it's like good. And, and and this is coming from somebody who's like very like feminine dominant, talking to somebody who seems like he's very masculine dominant, especially in sports. I don't know if like competition's right when it comes to like body image. You know what I mean? You say there's supposed to be a healthy competition and everything. I don't know if it's good for for body image. I don't know. Brittany, what do you think? I see you like laughing over there.
3: No, because this is great. I love the debate. But at the same time, growing up, my dad has always said you cannot allow people to see how you feel because they will take advantage of you and that's what's going to pull you down. And as women, we are taught that, especially if we have a very close relationship with our fathers. Uh, Dana when you said earlier about like um, you know being feminine and it being um, the the competitiveness but you have to think about how society is if you like you think about way back in time women aren't aren't supposed to be competitive right but I know this sounds really like maybe graphic but like for example back in the middle ages when we had when there were brothels women had to compete to get to The man and who the man would pick first because they would make more money, the competitive advantage of a better looking woman versus an ugly I'm not saying they're ugly people but there's a more unattractive woman is also based on the chemistry of who's looking at it, just like they say beauty is the eye of the beholder. That depends on the person. However, as the women in the brothel, they're competing, and they don't even know what the man thinks is attractive. Some men like heavier women. Some men like skinny women, right? But we don't even know that if we're, it's the first time looking at it. But we're trying to push our feminine energy or our beauty in order to win that. And it's been like this for thousands of years. And coming from growing up in an international community, for example, I had friends who were Islam. And they thought that, you know, covering up was a sign of being feminine because that's how their culture was. However, that never said, that never measured up how dominant these women were because on tr- running track and field, they could have been the fastest person Beca- because that's that's how they would show their dominance because they couldn't show it any other way. And when it comes to nutrition, for example, like, think about this at home normal a normal family or what they would say the mom would cook the dad would would go to work they would come home the mom would do the groceries they would plan the meals this that and the other in my whole household that doesn't happen because I absolutely hate cooking but then my mom would be like well you should my mom little Asian woman who type definitely type B because my dad has always been type A you should learn how to cook I don't want to f and cook that's not what I like to do in this <laughs> enjoy right but in an Asian society it's very much so Mm -hmm. even looking at especially I had Korean friends growing up their mom would cook would clean would pick up the kids but the dad would bring home what they say the bag because it's expected from the mother to cook, even if they like cooking or not I don't like cooking because I freaking hate being there waiting for something to boil I could be doing something else I just couldn't mentally put that together but in a lot of societies, that's like, oh, you're not feminine enough. You're not woman enough because you don't know how to cook or you're not woman enough because you don't clean the house. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I hear no. Also, okay.
4: on the flip side of that, too, do you think that you are embracing some of your feminine energy by saying, hey, I don't like to cook, so I'm going to do this task that's very rewarding and I like feel very accomplished doing this and then you can cook?
3: Hell yeah. Yes, because as women, we're very absorbent. We absorb things, yeah. and we will we will show you how we care by doing other things. Mm-hmm. But it also depends on your love language, right? I don't know if y'all read that book to oh, love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So <laughs> I, it's <laughs> like I I'll say okay, I can do this while you're doing this, so you don't have to do it because you're you're cooking, right? So it's just about reciprocating where it's missing. But people get that confused. Like like what I what you said, Emily, like I will find other things to show that I care as a woman, because that's how women are. We are emotional. We put pro- that we project emotion. Um, because that's what's expected of us. But people will come in and be like, oh, you're not woman because you don't cook, or you're not a woman because you don't clean. No but well, that's I, what society measures.
0: I, I think that we should, and I, I'm so glad you brought that up, Brittany and, and Emily, like, oh my God, like, thank you for, thank you for like saying that, because I think like people are, are of the huge misunderstanding that like, to be feminine means to like paint your nails and like shopping and like cooking and cleaning and like all these things. No, <laughs> like true feminine energy. And, and like, at least what I've read in like the ener- in, in the energetic world is about being receptive, like being receiving. It's about being confident. It's about being nurturing. It's about being like solid and stable and, and, um, powerful in your own emotion. Um, it's about like, um, being enough as you are right. Like, like, whereas like this masculine energy is about competition and, and striving and, you know, um, trying to fix things like wh- feminine energy is about, I don't need to compete because I'm enough as I am. And so now all of a sudden you've got this, this, this perspective for, and like how that translates to nutrition. Oh my gosh. Like, can you imagine if women said, I don't need to compete with what the status quo thinks is attractive, right? Like this very masculine figure, right? It's, it's straight up and down. It's, it, there's no curvature um, because in my opinion, like a lot of our society has been masculine dominant and and the feminine essence is going extinct in this and so now all these women are just trying to compete trying to get to this place that they think is going to lead to happiness but once they get there they're like oh this isn't so great like you know what i mean like what, what, that's what? why they
3: do things yeah they do things to make that's is attractive i was just reading this post about like how women get this bbl because they think men like big asses right use my language but it's not true not all men like big ass big boo there's there's a, there's this thing that they're, they're they're projecting out there and it's all over social media and like kind of want that bbl sometimes... thing <laughs>
2: <laughs> you do it's so dangerous really <laughs> right? yeah That's it's right. Right. <laughs> one of the most dangerous surgeries like ever it's no 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 no, so no, no, Chrissy, Chrissy. No, you... no no
0: it's like a it's a little electronic thing that you put on your butt and it like contracts your butt muscles so they grow Okay, are we talking oh, about? I thought BB I, that
2: was the fat transfer one. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's what, a surgery. Oh,
0: okay, never mind. Yes, and they're finding the- so many um, <laughs> health you know, tips, just, it. Like, what yeah. Happened? Yeah, because. I'm like, you-, you want to do that? Like, yeah. no, 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 no. I do not want a surgery. But I, I kind of want the, the thing that squeezes your butt because I think yeah. it's like muscle contraction. And then you eat, like, it'll grow yeah. your butt, right? Do these things work?
2: <laughs> if they are, I mean, muscle contraction. When you're weightlifting, that's what you're doing, helping oh, to grow. Right. So.
0: Okay, I'd I'd like like to see more research behind it that actually, you know. I know, right? There's zero, there's zero research. Sorry, I didn't mean to
4: The conversation
1: is informative in (laughs) more ways than one.
0: (laughs) Exactly.
4: No, I think in that article or there's an article that's talking about BBL like the surgery, the surgical kind. And they were saying that you end up depositing fat too in different places where like when you transfer it, you get more fat in your arms per se or like you end up transferring in different ways that aren't great for
0: your body either, which is very interesting.
4: Love your
1: natural self.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's hard though, Jack. It's hard when I like know. you're competing to be like, you know, the optimal self and people, I don't think people realize it, right? Like, I think when I was younger, I heard all the time, like, oh, eat intuitively. Oh, love your, love yourself. And it's like, no, like I want to love myself when I look like that. And it's like, why exactly. do you want to look like that? It's like, there's like this deeper meaning to it. You know what I mean? And I think it's, I think it comes back to that competition. I think it comes back to this masculine energy and not acknowledging our feminine energy enough. That's just me. But like, I I was, it's pretty mind blowing once you look at it from an energetic standpoint like that.
3: Are you saying that competitiveness is
0: only comes from the masculine energy? I'm, I'm saying that that competitiveness is is associated with masculinity but you know so like we all have masculine and feminine traits to us and like it that's healthy what's not healthy is when we have an overly masculine dominance but i think it's about where you feel comfortable you know what i mean and i think that like whoever wherever you are whoever you are if you're a human being that doesn't feel like you're balanced in your masculine and feminine energies Whatever your gender identity, whatever your whatever your sex, like I I think that's where the problems arise. Like you have to acknowledge both in order to mm-hmm. be balanced.
1: Yeah. I think we, yeah, like you said, we all have a little bit of both, or a lot of one, or it's a it's like a spectrum. Let me ask how you know, Jenny, you you already have all of you have already opened my eyes a little bit into what feminine energy really can look like. Cause I honestly, I've had some assumptions, right? That being like soft or, you know, just submissive. And and in that sense, so what, you know, you mentioned what can be um, really positive if you're in balance with the feminine side. What about if you're out of balance, what does it look like? I love that. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Wounded, wounded feminine energy versus healthy feminine energy. Yeah. I Mm. love that, Jack. Um, Christy, do you want to take this one?
2: Yeah, I could say personally, so like, I don't know if you guys know, um, I lost my mom when I was like super young. So I was just raised by my dad and I feel like I do have an over dominance, more masculine energy because I've kind of felt, and I, this is not like, not his fault by any means, but like when I was feeling emotions and stuff to not like kind of give that, like put more stress on him, I'd always be like, I'm okay. I'm Okay instead of like talking things out. And like, because of that later in life, I realized that that's harder for me to have like female friendships and trust like females kind of in that way. Cause I don't know how to respond almost to that emotion as well as like, I probably should, you know, like in the past I would just be like, you know, it's fine. Like, let's not, let's not get into that. But that because of that, I'm like realizing more later in life that I am lacking that and have that kind of imbalance. And that's just like one aspect I feel like it can contribute into your life. I'm sure there's like many other components too. I love
0: me. that, Christy. I, yeah. I feel like I've had an overly dominant masculine energy my whole life. um, And like, I don't, I didn't for the longest time respond well to like female friendships. I was always really good friends with males just because I was naturally more competitive less emotional, right? Like, um, like, so for me personally, like I had this epiphany when I realized that like, I was being emotionally avoidant. Like I did not want to feel negative emotions and who does, who does want to feel sadness, anger, frustration, stress. So like what happens, what happened to me personally is I like, I went to like this place where I was very emotionally avoidant, but like, if you don't healthfully and fully process your emotions, you tend to compensate. Right. And so like, instead of feeling angry or sad, I would just go to food and I'd be like, Oh, dopamine. Like I don't feel sad anymore. Perfect. I don't have to deal with this emotion, but like, so that's, that's wounded feminine energy right there. But like healthy feminine energy says, Hey, I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling upset. Let me feel this emotion in its entirety and fully process it. Um, there's, there's a lot more strength, Jack, I think, in in like a healthy feminine energy than like, um, weakness. Right. Like, so, so I think that's where like those, you know, submission and, um, or like, um, you know, even I think of it as like, um like, um, surrender, right? Like, so healthy feminine surrenders yeah. to like the trust in the universe and like that, like, mm-hmm. it'll provide you what you need, but health, uh, like a wounded feminine is submissive because they don't know how to speak up for themselves. They don't have the confidence. They don't have, you know, the, um, integrity in themselves to really believe and trust that the universe will provide what it needs for us. So,
4: yeah, but no, also going back to like the start of this conversation too, of like resistance and business and letting go. And I think that goes back to emotions too, of like, learning to let go of like the resistance that you don't want to feel certain emotions. Right. And like letting go that idea that you can't feel certain emotions or that certain emotions should be off topic or things like that. I think that process of letting go, like accepting and moving through it and letting it go can be really powerful.
0: That's incredible, Emily. And I love what you're saying. Cause I think, I think a lot of women hear the word surrender and they think it's like weak, right? Like it's actually yeah. freaking strong to like surrender to your emotions and allow yourself to feel in its entirety. I don't know
4: if there's like a similar trend with us too, because I feel like I also grew up in a very like masculine dominant energy world. I was kind of given certain like life situations that put me into that. Right. And so you add, you build up this wall, you build up these like um, feelings that you shouldn't have. And then when you finally do surrender, you finally let go. It's like this very empowering sense. And so I feel like when you finally get over that hump, finally get over that wall of letting go, it's really, really powerful. But trying to get over that hump can be really scary at first. And I think that plays right back into nutrition and letting yourself feel hunger or trusting your body to act a certain way or move a certain way can be really scary. But once you finally go over that hump, it's like, oh, my gosh, like a weight
0: is lifted off your shoulders.
1: Really well said.
0: Yeah. I noticed like when I started feeling my emotions, I didn't get food cravings anymore. Like I would, mm-hmm. I would come home at night and like, that would be like the first time my cortisol was low enough that like, I didn't have any distractions around me that I could actually feel. And then I'd be like, Oh my God, why am I feeling the uncontrollable urge to eat? Even though I'm not physically hungry, I couldn't figure it out. I'd like beaten down my emotions for so long in my life. I didn't know. Um, and so when I started feeling and like giving myself the opportunity to feel, I stopped having these food cravings and it, it would just, it just went away like overnight.
1: I mean, that's big.
4: Yeah. And that's something that I always say too, to clients is like, food is not just food. Like there are so many layers behind food and understanding those layers and the emotions and the walls that we've like put up or just the, um, I guess, actions we've taken in to get to where we are really does have such an effect. And so that's why you can't just look at food for food.
0: I was just going to say, like, I think like I, Emily brings up such a good point. Like food is not just food. There's so much emotion behind it. There's pleasure, Mm -hmm. there's enjoyment, there's fear, there's sadness, whatever. But I think like, it comes back to this whole idea with like the healthcare system, right? Because business in in America and the world has become so masculine dominant because if you're a masculine dominant business, it means you have the opportunity perhaps to make more money, right? If you're competitive, if you're driving, if you're looking at the numbers and the quota, like there's a huge advantage to having a lot of masculine energy in a business, how However, if, you know, it's one thing, if you're making yo-yos and pencils, right. Um, Because like, if you're focused on like something, that's an object that you're producing as a product, like masculine energy is great. But what happens when it comes to the healthcare system? Um, Emily and I had a great conversation in our podcast about like, you find, you know, it it comes down to this situation where you have, you know, you make an appointment because you need to go see a doctor because you're sick and it takes four months to see the doctor. You spend 15 minutes with him because he's got 17 other patients. And this is what happens when you have a masculine dominant Healthcare system, right? Like, uh, uh, you know, because like you're talking about numbers and quotas, and there's no emotion, right? Like, there's no energy in, in a feminine nurturing sense to actually care about the patient. And and now we're not just talking about like, you know, writing a p- on a piece of paper or playing with a yoga. We're talking about people's lives. And so that's where I think feminine energy has a very, very, very important role um, when it comes when it comes to the quality of life and and actually being able to help people.
1: I really agree with that. I truly do. I think it depends on the industry that you're in, and when you're in the healthcare world, it's a it's a service, and but it's more than a service. It's it's relationship building, and I think it, a lot of it comes down to compassion, right? That you have to have when you're working with people to connect to them, uh, in order to really help them. If you come off as um, someone who's cold and super direct, which is masculine then there's a good chance you won't get through to them and you'll even push them away when you're trying to change their behavior.
0: And so so really like the the reason I bring up this topic, guys, is is because like I think that at Inc. nutrition, like we have to take an approach with feminine energy. Like, I, I think we have to approach this with compassion, nurturing, concern, and, 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 and emotion for our people, because it's a very emotional thing. And we can't just be so masculine about driving the numbers and, and the results. Um, we can have both, you know what I mean? In a healthy balance. I just, I think we have to like drive this feminine energy. Cause you know what I started, like what I realized is once we started doing this, like we started going toward the quality of our, of our business. We started, you know. Doing our handouts and our newsletter and in like the quality of ink got so much better. And did you guys notice we have 13 reviews on Google Maps? No big deal.
1: No, nice. we almost tripled oh, nice. our
0: reviews over over the weekend. Tripled oh, it. We awesome. we numbers wise, we have doubled our income, our monthly income. Like I am so proud of us, you guys. We're we're doing it, we're getting closer. We're like really successful, like we're we're succeeding yeah. at ink. So I'm, i I just setting to setting
1: a good foundation by by doing this and just being good counselors too and doing it the right way you know and and then once you get to a point i think it can really roll you get you build enough a large enough ball and it can really go downhill fat or up or whatever you know like it's (laughs) gain momentum
0: (laughs) so so thanks guys i appreciate i appreciate the conversation today this is a good one and this is